adventures of Biggles. establishes that von Starlein has been using a double to impersonate him and that he's connected with an unsavory Negro character, Napoleon Morgan. That night, Ginger and Bertie are strolling through the Kingston slums, hoping to see something of Morgan or his confederates. A noisy old car rattles by, momentarily drowning their voices. Bertie turns to Ginger, but he's gone. Apart from the old car disappearing into the shadows, the street is deserted. Ginger! Sausages, this is barely well impossible. Ginge, where are you, you clot? This is no time to hide. Oh, he, he wouldn't hide, not here. But what else? The car. I wonder if that belly car... Put the blazer off that lane. Coming, Ginge. Keep going, old trout. No, you keep going, Lissy. Stalheim. Into this lane. Come out of the light. Ginge. You there, Ginge? Oh, yes, I see you now. Take your hands off him, you black-belly reptile. Keep back, Missy. If you interfere, Napoleon may use his razor. Or I may use my gun. Uh, use the razor on this one now. No. Now his friend has joined us, you can safely take your hand from his mouth. I don't think he will cry out. I say, what's going on here? What do you blighters think you're doing? Uh, I'm s- I'm sorry, Bertie. They, they grabbed me as we passed the lane. This black devil. I called out, but you didn't hear me. That old car was going past. Well, what's the belly idea? I mean to say... There are several ideas. One is that you and Hebelthwaite are in a dangerous position. You will notice that Napoleon is holding his razor close to your friend's throat. He's had the darn thing there ever since he yanked me in. I don't move. While my automatic is pointing at you. There will be no trouble, understand? No trouble. You're the sausages who'd better not make trouble. At the sound of a shot, people would come running from all directions. <laughs> <laughs> and what's so funny about that, you black trout? Well, what's the belly joke? <laughs> Naturally, Napoleon finds your remark amusing. Deaths are common in this neighborhood. Gunshots, screams, breaking bottles, few of them attract attention. I'll bet Napoleon knows all about it. Oh, oh. Hey, that's enough of oh. that. Next time I don't <clears throat> use the hand, they hit with the razor. Oh. What do you say, Eric? Let me do it now. We get it finished. No. You can put your razor away. My gun's enough to cover them. Napoleon likes the razor. More blood. Put it away. We've wasted enough time here already. If we must be encumbered by these dogs, let us get them away from the place. But I don't grab him to take him away. I grab him to cut his throat. You are a fool, Napoleon. You think only of your gutter habits. It was a mistake to touch the man in the first place. But as we now have them both, we will take them to your room. Zorotov can decide what is to be done with them. You are late. I have been waiting. Who are these men? They are two of the English police. I told you about at the swimming pool, Boris. But what are they doing here? I told you to avoid them. Boris, old sausage, you're a trout after our own heart. We positively love it when old Starley avoids us. It was this fool Morgan. We saw them walking along the street. We hid in a lane to see where they were going, and as they went past, Napoleon leaned out and pulled one of them into the lane with us. There wasn't no one to see. And it was nice he saw the other one wouldn't hear. 
I think maybe it's good time to get rid of one of them. Forgetting, of course, that they are English police and that they have companions wondering where they have gone? I'd have got rid of him. When I kill, they never find him. Nice <laughs> little morsel, isn't he, Ginge? Yes, I'm totting this up for future reference. However, I was able to interfere before he indulged in his killing. By this time, the other men had heard us and we were forced to hold both of them. It was regrettable, but under the circumstances, I felt it would be better to bring them to you. Uh, this way. Regrettable, yeah. That we didn't kill them both. When I'm with the Saga boys, we don't have cold feet about culling. You are not with the Saga boys now, Morgan. You are working for the cause. This stupidity could endanger all we have done. That is precisely what I thought. You two are a fool. Why did you bring them here? Why chosen eat them? I apologize, Rotov, if I have acted against your wishes. As we had made the blunder already, I felt it would be useful for you to know these men and perhaps to question them. It would not be difficult to make them talk, you know. No, sir. I can make them talk. I got a razor here. Put it away. And we'll have no more of this stupid talk of killing or of questioning, Eric. In future, you will allow me to decide how we act. Is that understood? I will do as you say. Okay. Now, gentlemen. What, us? I say, Ginge, we're going to be allowed into the jolly old conversation. Oh, lovely weather we've been having lately, isn't it, Mr. Molotov? Zorotov. It is the name you would be advised to remember. I've chucked it away, my brain, don't worry. I regret that this stupidity has caused you inconvenience. You will understand it was not my wish. Oh, we gather you're rather shirty about it, if that's what you mean. I understand from Stalin that... Uh, von Stalheim. Stalin. That you are English police. Now, I am sure your affairs here in Jamaica have nothing to do with mine. I wouldn't be too sure of that. I was going on to say, if I should be wrong, it would be most regrettable. Do I make myself clear? No, oh, perfectly, old bean. The future looks like being most very regrettable indeed, what? That is entirely in your hands. Good evening, gentlemen. You mean we can go? Of course. My friends and I wish to have a conference. Ooh, whizzo. Come on, Jin. Oh, we're not going yet. There are some questions I want to ask. Let them wait. This is one time when we lissies feel one should go, while the going is very well good. <laughs> infernal hide. That's kidnapping. I'll make von Stahlhein pay for this. I shouldn't bother, old trout. I've an idea he's paying dearly now. Mr. Boris Bally Zorotov was most displeased about the entire affair. And we didn't do badly out of it, as it happens, Biggles. We at least learn more about the gang von Stahlhein's working with. What interests me is that von Stahlhein isn't the boss of the outfit. I wonder who this Zorotov character is. Now, that's very interesting. Uh, you twigged, I suppose, Ginge? Well, I've seen him somewhere before, but I'm hanged if I know where. This afternoon at the swimming pool, you clot. Eh? Sleek his hair down a trifle, give him a monocle and a long cigarette holder, wrap him in a bathrobe, and who do you have? Good grief, yes! It, he's Stalin's double. He isn't really very like the old Eric, but touched up here and there, he's been passing for him. By Jove, that's worth knowing, Biggles. And he's the leader of the gang. I still don't get that. Oh, it's easy enough to work out. Von Stahlhein's been sent out here by European power to find those missing plans of Hagen's. 
He's been told to work in with Napoleon Morgan, who's the local political troublemaker, probably an agent of the crowd Eric's working for. And to make sure both of them follow the party line, Zoratov's been sent out too. You mean it's von Stalin's job to find the papers, yet Zoratov gives the orders? In matters of policy, yes. But it's von Stahlhein who will do most of the thinking, and it's his brain that I fear. Ah, uh, well, I shouldn't addle the old grey matter too much about it, old top. If he's cluttered up with clots like this Morgan fella, he won't do much damage. They can all do damage. Morgan, too, with his flashy, razor-slashing ways. But I agree, Morgan's foolish. He's been very foolish tonight. He certainly didn't do the boys much harm. No, but he did himself and his colleagues a lot of harm. They kidnapped two innocent citizens tonight, and for that they're going to suffer. Fine. And are we going to move in and roughhouse them? <laughs> we aren't. The local police are. They've given us a wonderful opportunity to have them put out of the way while we get on with our search. Of course. We can have them chucked into jail for we this. We will have them chucked into jail. I'm going to see the chief of police right away, Colonel Summers. You blokes stand by in case you're needed. This time of night, Bigglesworth, don't be ridiculous. Most of my fellows are off duty. Well, I'm sorry, Colonel, but in my job, one can never be off duty. And as I need police cooperation, I'm afraid your fellows will have to fall in with me. Well, I suppose it must be done. Sergeant Haymans is on duty. He can round up a squad and raid Morgan's house while I take another party to the Maison Respiro. That's where Starling and Zoratov are staying. Splendid. If I may use your phone, I'll telephone my blokes to join us. This is something they wouldn't want to miss. Stalling, sir. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and the Zoratov, are they in? No, no, sir. They they both go. What do you mean? They've gone out? Uh, they, they go out and then they come back. And then they go out again. Where the dickens are they, man? Uh, did they tell you where they were going? No, sir, no. They just pay their bills and go. Paid their bills? Uh, that means they checked out? Yes. I'll send the man to Haymans to see how he got on with Morgan. I shouldn't bother, Colonel. I can tell you the answer now. But we must find them. We won't. I'm afraid our birds have been too smart for us. They've flown. If von Stalin and his gang escape, they will continue to menace Biggles and work against him. Will the police find them? When will they strike again? Listen for the excitement as this story unfolds in the next chapter of The Air Adventures of Biggles. <laughs> <laughs>